On today's show, we're going to talk about specifically how to put together a financial strategy for couples and also singles and why it's important to have a great financial plan. And now, the Allon Exchange with Jay and Brittany Hagee. Welcome into the Allon Exchange with Jay and Brittany Hagee of Allon Planning Partners. I'm your consumer advocate, Chrissy Paradis, in studio with the dynamic duo, Jay and Brittany. If you have any questions for Jay and Brittany, they cover all things financial planning, retirement planning. You can get in touch with them, 800-971-4549. That's 800-971-4549. Jay, Brittany, how's how's the weekend going so far? Hey, Chrissy, we're we're doing great. You know, I find myself uh, the last week or so uh, with more time on my hands now that the football season's over. So <sighs> I know. You know we we have no college football or uh, NFL right now. So you know we kind of reclaim some time. Uh, so we're doing good and uh, having a, a great week uh, so far and ready to jump into this weekend. Yeah, ready to dive into the show. Well. We've got a lot a lot to cover and a topic that I think everybody could learn something from uh, putting to- so. together a financial strategy for couples and non-couples or singles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah. why Wherever it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is February. I know we're nearing the end of the month, but it is February. And so love month is here. And we think it's important to talk through some of how uh, the the differences that we may experience within uh, marriages when it comes to our finance. That is a big issue. Um, so we're going to talk through that specifically with couples and then also why putting together a plan is important if you are on your own and why does it even matter if I'm on my own? Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, we get to experience this firsthand because me and Brittany have discussions about this, right? Yes. <laughs> In our own relationship. Um, but at the same time, time we sit down with couples every day uh and you know those who are finding themselves in a single spot maybe they were a couple or or had a a spouse and uh for whatever reason maybe it's due to an unfortunate passing or or maybe it's a divorce or something they are no longer uh, in that position they find themselves single or they haven't been married yet and they're starting that journey and we like to you know meet those folks where they're at and and explain to them here's why you need a financial strategy for no matter where you find yourself relationally but especially those with couples because anytime you enter into multiple opinions <laughs> you're going to have multiple um, ways to tackle a problem, let's just say. Well, and 64% of couples admit to being financially incompatible with their partners. Wow. That's huge. Yeah. 64%. 64%. That's mm-hmm. very so, surprising. That's a big, and that's a big area uh, where you're going to have to find a lot I'd of I'd like compromise. to find the people that actually admitted to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Was this a private, like, uh, without your spouse? Yeah, this kind must of? have been a private well, survey. Well, this was CNBC. Like, no. yeah, yeah, CNBC did this survey. 64% of couples admit to being financially incompatible. Now, this is having to do with things like different philosophies about spending, spending patterns, spending habits, how to save, when to save, how much to save. And then, of course, the big one, investing. That's another a big chunk of this. How do I invest? Mm-hmm. What's my risk tolerance? What am I comfortable with? What am I not comfortable with? So it it is 
a topic that impacts so many people. Yeah, and we see this in our own life. And that's why I think uh, it's fun for when Brittany and I get to sit down with another couple who comes in or or maybe they're processing through how they view finances differently as a couple. And we get to share some of our stories because um, we certainly have uh, our fair share of um compatibility differences when it comes to finances. <laughs> and so, uh, but it's okay. You know, we, we, we figured out how to adjust and how to compromise in those situations um, to get to the best end result. And I think that's what most folks need to do. They need to be heard and they need to find what's the best end result. And well, so, and it's normal to have those differences. Absolutely. I just want to point that out because some people may think, well, we're married and we should think alike. No, you shouldn't. You, you were raised differently. You were taught differently. You, you may have different fears or desires, you know, when it comes specifically to money mm -hmm. and that is okay. But here's what I want to normalize. I want us to normalize talking through these things having these conversations about our finances with our significant others frequently and often over and over continuing this conversation so that we do not end up as one of those statistics that end up in divorce or some other negative situation because of money. It is preventable if you're willing to dig in and, and navigate through it together. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where we come in to help to put these plans together. Like a couple of weeks ago, I had uh, some clients come in and they just inherited uh, a large sum of money. Now, they also had some debts to pay off. So they had a large sum of money that they just inherited. They had a, a pretty good amount of debt that they could pay off, but they also had a very low emergency fund. And so one of the spouses said, hey, I want to pay off all the debt and basically still not have much of an emergency fund. And the other spouse really wanted to have a huge nest egg. They wanted to have security in the amount of money that they savings, actually had in their right. savings account, right? And so when we're listening and we're, we're talking through these things, we can kind of give a non-biased outsider's financial professional opinion on these issues. And so we were able to come to a compromise here because one of the spouse's uh, need for security was I need to have some tangible money available to me in an emergency fund. The other spouse said, I just want to spend all of our money just to get us out of this debt because I feel like I'm drowning in it, right? So there's a middle ground there. It's, you know, so so we come to some compromise. Okay, we're going to pay a large portion of this debt off, but we're also not going to bankrupt ourselves uh, with no emergency fund to pay off the debt. To do it, right. So, so that's a simple story you would think, but there are real disagreements that folks have and they can blow these things out of proportion quite a bit uh, when we're in the middle of them, when it's us, when it's our emotions attached to these uh, financial situations. So it's good to have a sounding board. It's good to have coaches that are able to show you Here's why you want to walk this path and here's what will be best for you. And so that's why we put together financial plans for people and do that. But, you know, what we mostly tell each, each other <laughs> and when we're having our disagreements is we try our best to understand the other person's perspective before we are just trying to get them to understand our perspective. Easy way to say that. Seek to understand rather than just be understood. Ooh. Yes. So being respectful so, of, of your significant other in the situation. Um, Absolutely. And make sure that you're kind of covering it from, yeah, a respectful middle ground. You're trying to, to find the best way through 
I guess, together, right? Which Absolutely. is a, which is a kind of a given, right? In any kind of relationship, whether it's a friendship, a, a, you know, a family, parents, children, siblings, spouse, you would assume that that would be how you would interact with that that re- respect there. But especially mm-hmm. within a marriage, um, allowing space for hearing why they believe what they believe. What did your parents teach you about money? What were you taught was important, uh, you know, in your childhood? How did your family live and how did money impact your life and maybe thoughts about money, what what you guys did with that? So hearing one another on that. And Mm -hmm. here's another thing that that makes it really important in particular for couples. Um, A lot of times, usually one spouse or the other handles the finances. True. Mm -hmm. The majority of the time, that's how it works. A lot of the time. And that's fine. That that's not. There's nothing negative in that. That's just kind of the lay of the land sure. when you're kind of divvying up household responsibilities. One typically takes it over. Oftentimes, right. some of it's shared, but overall, one will handle the majority of those decision making uh, responsibilities. Here's where it can become a problem. It can become a problem when that one person who makes those calls, who makes those decisions, who pays those bills when that person becomes either incapacitated or unexpectedly passes away, then the surviving spouse, whether whichever spouse it is, is left to pick up those pieces and try and figure out, you see it a lot. How do I pay the mortgage or where are legal documents or how do I, how do I withdraw funds from this IRA to pay these bills? Right? So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of these questions that the surviving spouse would have if they were not made aware of what was really going on. So something that we really want to encourage you guys to do, if you're not already doing for those of you that are married, if you are not the one who handles the finances, that is okay. But you still should seek to be fully informed about where your funds are, how bills are paid, how you can withdraw funds from accounts if something were to happen to the other, and those types of things. Needs to be clearly defined. Yeah. Yeah. And as you touched on earlier, being a a couple, being a partnership Mm -hmm. at work and at home, I'm sure you guys have encountered a lot of the very same conversations that you have with folks oh, and yeah, um, well, I'll share I'll share a recent okay. story with you Chrissy so recently uh we were looking to purchase a new vehicle now we both agreed yeah let's let's get this is a new vehicle let's let's do this but I had my idea of what I, I wanted to spend for this vehicle <laughs> and Jay had a very <laughs> different idea as to what he wanted Boys to and spend. Their toys. Yeah, yeah what he was willing to spend and so it took me or us to. No, I will tell you, we'll not go in debt for a vehicle. That that's is, right. That's our goal. So, okay. like, we we did have a compromise. There is like, listen, we're we're willing we to pay agreed. X amount of dollars, but we will not go into debt for this. Right. Right. So, but it took us a couple of weeks, like talking back together, and I appreciated the fact that Jay heard me. Like he respected my struggle with wanting mm-hmm. to spend more than I had in mind. And I respected his desire for what he wanted, right? And sometimes it just takes some time to process that and figure out what works for you as a couple right. in the relationship. Because you're going to be, you're going to have different opinions. You're going to face things that you just don't see eye to eye on. And mm-hmm. that's okay. How you walk that out together really makes a difference because he could have just made that decision. That could have really damaged not just our relationship, sure. but our financial situation. Right. And I could have just totally shut him down and been like, well, forget it. You know, I didn't totally disregard his desire. The clear communication is key. You yeah. know, clear letting each other be understood and heard. You have to do that. But ultimately, whether you're married or on your own, the purpose that we're going for here is to clearly define your goals. 
because goals, they must be defined before we can set a plan in place to reach those goals. And so if you can't come to an agreement on what your goals are, that's going to be a problem in setting a goal. <laughs> that's going to be when you try to put a plan in place to reach a goal, you both have to have in common a common goal. Um, and so we want to make sure that you're clearly defining those when you're meeting with us. And so that's step one is when we meet with folks, especially couples, is what does your ideal retirement look like? And what does your ideal retirement look like? Or what is your financial goal? And are they speaking the same language? Are they saying the same thing? That's really what we're trying to get to to start with. That's just a starting point. And so I think for this segment, that's really all I wanted to get to is make sure that whether you're on your own, or you are a couple to have clearly defined financial goals so that you can create a plan to reach those goals. That's what we do. That's what we offer every day uh, at the Allon Exchange and the Allon Planning Partners. You can give us a call at 800-971-4549, and we would be glad to give you a complimentary consultation where we would sit down with you and review your financial plan. And if you don't have one, no shame. That's what we're here for, to get you one so that you can reach those goals that you have. 800-971-4549, 800-971-4549, and online at Allon Planning, A-L-L-O-N Planning.com. And we have to take a short break, but what can folks expect on the other side? Well, when we come back, we're going to continue talking about having a financial strategy put together for you, whether you are married or you're single. But we're going to talk a little bit more about acting as counselors for our clients, as well as financial advisors. We are back on the Allon Exchange with Jay and Brittany Hagee of Allon Planning Partners. I'm your consumer advocate, Chrissy Paradis, in studio with Brittany and Jay. And if you have any questions for Brittany, Jay, and the team at Allon Planning, all you have to do is call 800-971-4549. That's 800-971-4549. And take advantage of the no-cost, no-obligation, comprehensive written financial plan. And Jay, Brittany, you guys were talking before the break about how you often find yourselves assuming somewhat of a counselor role when sitting down with couples. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Yeah. And so it, it is funny because we talk a lot about being coaches for folks and, uh, you know, being that personal trainer to help you get to that financial goal. And a lot of times with couples, we find ourselves in a counselor seat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and what we, what we mean by that really is we kind of set in a place to where we can be a third party, you know, a non-biased, um, advocates sounding and sounding yeah. board for what for the financial plan right for what is actually going on so it's not like we're trying to say hey we're for him or hey we're for mm -hmm. her or anything like that we try to bring uh logic to the conversation so sometimes we can get stuck in emotion me and Brittany need that sounding board sometimes mm -hmm. and we need someone to say hey where am i stuck here you know so that's not uncommon but what we really encourage folks to do is talk through their expectations when they're setting goals. Talk through uh, your expectations for retirement uh, when people are looking at because really what I find is the most disappointment has to do around unmet expectations. Yeah. Uh, so when I have an idea of what my ideal retirement looks like, and I haven't shared it with Brittany fully, but like I get there and I plan on 
playing PlayStation five days a week and she plans on us, you know, traveling the, traveling world. the world, that's going to look a lot different, right? It's wow. going to be like, wait a minute. Well, I thought we were doing this and no, wait well, a minute. Because we we built, we've built up those expectations in our minds and we have, we have come across this quite a bit in working with couples nearing retirement that they really haven't even discussed what they want their retirement to look like as a couple. They may have their own individual ideas or pictures, you know, as to what they desire individually, but they haven't really looked at that as a couple. We faced that a few weeks ago, sitting down with a couple, uh, one spouse really wanted to travel and spend all their time with the grandkids, with their kids and the grandkids. Mm -hmm. And the the other spouse said, I've been traveling my whole life with work. I just want to stay Kinda home. I want to be home. I want to play <laughs> right? golf. I just, yeah, yeah I just want to chill. I don't, I don't want to be running all over. And so they had to really work through, okay, how are we going to work this? We have very different ideals of what retirement's going to look like how do we how do we meet on that and there's quite a few different topics to that should be discussed you know the expectations of each spouse in retirement are we going to downsize we do we need the space we have mm -hmm. um do we need to move to another location because of taxes because to be nerfed to family because of uh, you know our work changing mm -hmm. or actually retiring and leaving work um, what are, are we going to help care for our grandkids? Mm -hmm. How much will we spend in That's retirement? <laughs> and we always talk to folks about repurposing, not just retiring. So like if one spouse has an idea of, I want to repurpose to do this. And the other spouse says, no, I want to do that. You have to talk through these things before you get there. And so we usually, when you ask why we work as counselors and how we work as counselors, it's mostly to get all the expectations out on the table. That's right. And talk, talk through those kind of facilitating those conversations where you can share together as a couple, Hey, here's what I'm expecting. Here's what I'm expecting. And then we can speak to it from here. Here's kind of a state of the union. Well, here's where you are financially. Mm -hmm. Here's how you're, you've been invested. Here's what your income and expenses look like. Here's what you can do in retirement based on the plan you have mm -hmm. and kind of helping you navigate that journey together. Yeah. And a couple of practical points here, especially for married couples, when it comes to distribution strategies or an income plan, when it comes to social security and how you should file it, if you are a married couple, you have more options to maximize your social security distribution. So if uh, one spouse say is going to earn $2,500 a month for social security. And the other spouse is only going to earn $1,000 a month for social security. Well, the second spouse can actually file on the first spouse and get $1,250 instead of a thousand. You can get half of your spouse's Ooh. full retirement age, or you can get yours, hundred percent of yours, whatever it is. Now, if a hundred percent of yours is less than half of theirs, then you can actually maximize your social security strategy that way. So you really want to get practical, practical when it becomes, um, how you should do things as a married couple in retirement. Um, and it's really the same for those who are divorced or widowed. There are options available for receiving your ex-spouses or if you're a widow receiving their benefits as well. So there's a lot of strategy that goes into mm -hmm. this conversation. I mean, this isn't just a, it shouldn't really just be a one and done conversation. 
in Never. theory, right? Yeah, it, it should. And it should, this is an ever evolving conversation because our needs are changing. Our mm -hmm. desires are changing. Our goals are going to be changing. Even our income, if our job changes and our income changes, you know, even just think about inflation and how inflation has, has adjusted what it takes to live and buy bare necessities like groceries. We need to be talking through these things together with those that we share funds with to, to navigate through things. Mm -hmm. Something else I want to address is uh, the debt load that many couples carry. Some people have such high debt that it brings extreme stress on their marriage or relationship attack your debt. We want to encourage you to go after your debt and lower those debt levels, right. deal with your debt so that you are not one of those couples who, who ends up again, like I mentioned in the last segment in a situation that could have been prevented just because you're, you talking about it. Don't avoid the hard conversations. And I know sometimes these conversations can feel really hard, especially if you have difference of opinion in how you were raised or how you view money. It's okay that you see things differently, but continue to talk through it and, and navigate that together. You're married. You chose Absolutely. to be married. Let's, let's operate as if we are one, just like we committed to, to be one. So a lot of times we talk to folks too about the core components of the financial plan, because like Brittany was saying earlier, there are some folks in most households where one person does all the financial right. planning, right? The other spouse may know enough to get by, but doesn't know all the core components. So when we sit down with a couple, we want to make sure that both spouses or an individual understands all the core components of your financial yeah, plan. Yeah, and this is for those who are on their own, this is really important for you too. So it's not just because you don't have someone else to talk through some of these things with, for those of you that are on your own or single, this is why it's really important because mm -hmm. there, there are still these, these same components are applicable to you as well. Uh, because of things like tax planning, mm -hmm. because of the implications that right. that carries. There's a, there's a lot. And I want to start one by one here. The first one would be investment management. Understand your investments. Understand the risk you're taking with those investments, your, your fees associated with those investments, and how those investments are working for your goal. Uh, investment management is, is a huge cornerstone in how you're positioned to get to the goals that you have. So there are things that we can control and investment management is one of those things. It's positioning you to make sure that you can reach your goals. That's what investment management ultimately is about. Making sure that you're taking the right risk tolerance, make sure that you are not overpaying in fees and things like this. And that's what we help folks with when we're starting the financial planning. The second piece would be an income plan. Now we talk about social security just a minute ago. Social security is a big um, cornerstone to in income plan. Most folks in most households in retirement, it makes up 36 to 40% of their overall income in retirement. Oh, wow. Um, so That's it's a, lot. a, yeah, it's a huge portion. So you want to make sure you're maximizing it. Um, and so then it's other things like how do I take proper distributions, proper distribution planning from your IRAs, from your Roths, from um, from just personal investment and savings accounts. Well, let me and give from you real some, estate. Let me give you some imagery for this this piece. So we're on the second piece of a, a financial plan. You talked about investments. We're talking about income streams and, and distributing from from these accounts. So 
we like to use the imagery of a stool where you've got really three legs when mm -hmm. you're talking about income planning and retirement. One leg, as Jay already mentioned, social security planning. That's a huge chunk. 30 to 40% typically of retirement income comes from that source. Another one would be your self-directed retirement accounts. So things like IRAs, Roth IRAs, SEP IRAs, those types of accounts that you've established on your own to prepare for retirement. The third would be your employer-sponsored plans. You have the, so the third leg is your employer-sponsored plan. So things like a 401k, mm -hmm. uh, maybe a 457, something through an employer that was established. Mm -hmm. So taking those three separate legs and creating three separate income streams right. to support you in those retirement years. Mm -hmm. And there is such a strategy in doing that when to take from what accounts and why this is where tax planning comes into play. Yep, and that's step number time, three for sure. Which leads us into step yeah, number three. Step number three is tax planning. It's understanding that every dollar that you save and you do not pay in taxes is a dollar that you do not have to risk to get to your goal. That's, that's huge and so big, I wanna say it again. Every dollar that you can save in tax planning, so we do not pay the government that dollar, means I can take risk off the table I do not have to risk another uh, dollar to make that dollar back because right, I've saved it right. in taxes. And so tax planning and when to take distributions and Roth conversions and Roth ladderings and things like this are huge when it comes to a financial plan. So we started with investment management, then we have income planning, tax planning, and the last piece I wanna talk about, there's more, more than this, but the fourth one is estate planning. Um, and you wanna make sure that you have an estate plan, which means you have the right legal documents. So ultimately, if you're incapacitated or you all pass away, you're no longer here, do the funds that you've set aside for the goals that you have continue on to the people that you love or do they set with the state? You, you have to make sure that you have a legacy plan, that you have a plan uh, that is going to surpass your your life and that if something were to happen to you that that it's not going to places that you did not designate. And this is to. where for those of you that are part of a couple, this makes a huge difference because for me, if I pass away before Jay does, I want to know that he and our kids have all they need. Correct. I want them to know to, to have funds uh, available, accessible, and vice versa. We want to make sure the other has everything they need mm -hmm. to continue. Now, that may include life insurance. That may include how these accounts are designated to be inherited or received upon one of the one or the other's passing. But those things make a huge difference in how you walk out that really difficult situation of losing one or the other, whether it's physically they pass away mm -hmm. or there's just an they're incapacitated. Maybe there's a stroke or some kind of physical mm -hmm. long term ailment, God forbid, that occurs. We know what to do. And that's what we want to come alongside couples and help them do. Same thing for individuals. There's got to be a plan in place for you. Somebody that Maybe you name is so a, yes, a power single. of attorney or someone that you give authority to make those types of decisions for you if you can't. So this legacy piece is maybe even more important for those of you that are on your own. So uh, that that's the kind of thing we want to come mm -hmm. alongside of you to do to help you make sure that all of these components are are taken care of, are written out, that you have a plan in place so that these bases are covered. 1-800-971-4549. You can also go directly to our website, allonplanning.com. That's A-L-L-O-N 
planning.com. You can schedule a complimentary consultation directly from our website. And we also have some additional resources available. If you want to learn more, there's a link there to go straight to our YouTube channel to watch more of our educational teachings and classes. You can listen to our podcast where we talk more about topics just like this. Um, So you can continue to grow and learn and understand more, have, have a broader sense of financial literacy when it comes to your specific situation. So check out the website, allonplanning.com, A-L-L-O-N planning.com. And we do have to take a short break, but what do you guys have in store for us when we get back? When we get back, we're going to talk through some retirement roadblocks. back on the Allon Exchange with Jay and Brittany Hagee of Allon Planning Partners. I'm your consumer advocate, Chrissy Paradis, in studio with Jay and Brittany. If you have any questions for the pair, you can call 800-971-4549. That's 800-971-4549. You can also head on over to Allon Planning, A-L-L-O-N Planning.com. And there are so many resources available on the website as well. And if you go over to the events tab, you'll see upcoming events that Jay and Brittany and the team at Allon have scheduled in the community. And you guys have a really cool one coming up um, Saturday, March 4th. We do. We are hosting an educational workshop at the Tennessee Aquarium. We will be meeting in the Lupton room there, um, and we're going to offer some information about retirement and market volatility and inflation and all of the things that are relevant to what's going on within our economy right now. And then those of you that attend uh, will get to enjoy the aquarium for the remainder of the day. So it's kind of an experiential workshop. I yeah. love it. <laughs> and we, we know that folks in retirement are looking for an experience, right? And so we want you to experience different not wait till you're retired, but we want you to experience different now in the way that you plan for retirement. And if you're already in retirement, that's great. You need to experience something different. And that is a financial plan. And that's why we're uh, hosting this uh, with the Tennessee Aquarium to really give a cool experience for folks to come and experience uh, that financial planning workshop. Yeah, and there's no cost to attend, but we do require registration. As you can imagine, we have a limited seats and I will tell you this event is filling Already up almost way full. <laughs> quicker than expected. So the response has been overwhelming. We've opened up a few additional seats because of that, trying to make room for as many as we can fit in the space. So we're gonna have a good time. Yeah. You can register directly through our website, allonplanning.com. That's A-L-L-O-N planning.com. Head on over to our events page, as Chrissy mentioned a moment Check ago, and you can register directly from the website. And I'm sure that you cover some of these topics in the retirement yes, master classes, but we're about to dive into some of the common retirement roadblocks. Yeah, so we have a two or three listed here that we want to talk about in today's uh, show, uh, particularly. Obviously, there can be a lot of roadblocks when it comes to retirement planning, but one of the ones we see most common is that folks can be paralyzed by the volatility in the markets. They can be paralyzed by inflation. They can be just paralyzed and not want to move at well, all it feels when overwhelming. things are going up and down it's, and all over it, the place. Yeah, it's heavy and it's overwhelming and it's stressful because we're getting calls from people all the time. I'm just sitting here and watching my investment balance just right? go down. It's Ugh. going down. 
and down again, Feel, and constantly like a decreasing. Powerless feeling too, right? Yeah, like, it can be overwhelming can be, and yeah. stressful. And it's going to, you know, I, I tell folks this year is going to continue to be a volatile spot. And so most of the phone calls we're getting from listeners are, I don't know what my plan is. I don't know if I have a plan. I just know my account's going nuts <laughs> and like I'm losing so much money and, and I I'm feel losing, so bad and for I'm them. losing sleep because of it. And so we bring them in and typically those are the folks that become clients because we show them you need to understand how your accounts are working. We need to have a solution here. Um, and, you know, with with the CPI data that just came out uh, recently, and that's the inflation data, the consumer price index, it's still showing inflation is running hot, which inflation running hot means interest rates have to continue to rise, which means markets continue to go down um, for for a time being. And so there is going to be a lot of volatility as we continue forward. And proper positioning is everything. You know, I, I talk to people all the time, control what you can control. What you can control is the way you're positioned in this market. Uh, you can control the diversification levels that you have. You can make sure that you're not overly correlated in one asset class and that it's headed in one direction. You can control some of these things. Um, but ultimately, we have to make sure that you have peace and understanding of why you're positioned the way you're positioned in each of these buckets. Yeah, because a lot of times we talk about these red flags that we can be aware of uh, when we're talking about things like our investments and when a change might be warranted. One of those red flags that you really should listen to is if you're losing sleep. If you're up mm -hmm. at night thinking, am I going to have enough? If you're up worrying and, and wringing your hands and stressing about your financial situation, that's a red flag that you need to listen to. Right. To, to actually ensure you, you, if you're feeling that way, you probably do not have a well-rounded comprehensive financial yeah. plan. Because if you do have that, that would pro provide some stability and some, some peace of mind, mm -hmm. no matter what the market's doing. Yes, that's it. That's the key right there. Because I've understood and I've met with hundreds of people at this time um, and, and, and seen that, right? It's not that the markets are up or down. Because if you are invested you're going to have losses, you're going to have gains. That's part of being invested. It's typically because you don't understand the how and the why behind it. It's typically you don't understand why you're invested that way. And the losses are taking you by surprise. And so we want to make sure that you're educated in how you're positioned and educated in how that you're going to hit the goals that you're that you're setting out. To and hit. that you're your allocation strategy that the way that, that you want to be invested really matches how you really feel about your risk tolerance so that so that you're actually invested the way you want to be invested. Because so many times we'll sit down with individuals and we'll talk about their risk tolerance. Of course, that's a big part of the conversation. And they'll say, oh, I'm very conservative. I, I don't want to lose much. I'll take a little risk, mm -hmm. but I'm really on the conservative end of the spectrum. And then we'll look at their their investments and their investments tell a different story. Yes, they do. Wow. And a okay. lot of times, many times it's because they just were unaware that they were uh, you know, maybe they chose that years ago and they thought they changed it and they never did or vice versa. I, I mean, it's just being unaware of, of how you're really invested or maybe not fully comprehending why you're invested the way you are. And so so yeah. making those necessary changes. How often should you revisit that conversation of what is my risk tolerance? And I mean, is, does sure. that fluctuate yeah. like 
at different points mm-hmm. in your that's life? That's a great question. Yes, it does. And it changes very, very pretty pretty frequently. I mean, that's something I, I we recommend you taking a look at at least once a year. But really anytime there's a major change, if you if you switch jobs, mm-hmm. if you uh, move across the country, if you get married, get lose a married, spouse, exactly. Have a baby. Any of those things. Buy a really expensive car, like buy a new house. Like there's a lot of things that are major transitions in your life that you should look at how am I positioned still with my investments here? Um, And so ultimately, with all the volatility, what I do want to tell folks is some reallocation may be necessary for where you're at right now. But that doesn't mean all in and all out either. Because eventually, bear markets end. Yeah, (laughs) you know, what goes up must come down, what goes down will go up. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not going to last forever. Uh, Historically, when bear markets end, historically, they're front loaded on the gains, meaning that you're going to see a lot of gain when a bull market is first in its baby infancy and when it's first starting. Um, So you want to make sure that you're positioned in a way where you can still catch those gains and not just take all the losses and be like, I'm out. And I'm, I'm done with this. So we want to make sure that's where our coaching comes in. That's where making sure that you're allocated correctly is going to benefit you uh, as a consumer. Retirement roadblock number two. Let's jump into the second one. Oftentimes people hit a roadblock because they are not willing to make a shift in their mindset. Mm-hmm. This is big. We had a workshop last week and I actually spoke with one of the participants about this very thing, about how when you get close to retirement, there is a mindset shift that has to occur from, from the accumulation phase of your financial life into your distribution phase of your life. So we talk about it as going up the mountain your whole life, you're building, you're climbing, you're accumulating, mm-hmm. and then you begin decumulated decumulating or withdrawing Mm -hmm. from those accounts that you have saved for, Mm -hmm. for so long. And often that is a really hard transition to make. The individual I spoke with this last week at uh, an event we had locally within the community was facing this very thing. They had plenty of funds within their retirement account. They, they knew that they had enough, but there was still something that was in them that they just can't spend it. I can't yeah. let go. I can't spend it. I have to hold on to that. And honestly, a lot of that really is just fear based. Um, so many who either lived through the Great Depression or whose parents lived through the Great Depression and they were, you know, taught all of that. It, it, there, there really is a fear base behind that. So some of those concerns can be warranted, as we talked about before. Listen to those red flags you feel, but sometimes it's just I'm holding on to something that's not even true. Uh, so we've got to be willing to make a shift in how we think about our money. Now, this doesn't just happen at retirement. There's mm-hmm. phases all throughout our life where we have to be willing to to look at our dollars differently. Yeah. To be willing to continue to grow, continue to learn, continue to evolve into you know a, a better understanding of. Our money as a tool, that's all it is. It is a tool to help us be and do and and enjoy. And it can often just be a hindrance. So and that's being- why income planning is so important is because it's not just about investment management. If someone's helping you with that, great. But it may not be proper and it's definitely not complete if it does not include income planning, which is that distribution phase in life. It's how do I take from these accounts now that I have positioned myself this way, right? So we have to help people it, to not hit this roadblock to be able to change their mindset from accumulation to now distribu- distribution when it comes to that phase. 
And one more roadblock I want to try to get to really quickly before we have to go is most folks struggle with where to even begin. The biggest roadblock is starting, actually. Mm -hmm. they, don't, they don't understand what advisory services are supposed to offer to them. They don't understand their options. And this is a huge problem because most folks don't realize that not all advisors, not all platforms are created equal, right? Um, and so not everyone is an independent fiduciary advisor, which is what we tell people to go see. Independent fiduciary advisor. They're a lot different than some of these big box retail firms out there uh, in a lot of different ways. But being fiduciary only means we only work for our client. We are only engaged in business for our client, independently, not having to sell a financial product, but sell a service, which is financial planning. Um, and you definitely want a fee-based investment advisor. You want someone who is on your team and on your side and that they are an independent fiduciary. Right. This is a safe environment. We want you to be comfortable and allow us to, to talk through this together. Because listen, we're trying just to get something to you. We're not trying to get something from you. We want to give you resources. We want to give you solutions, creative solutions to meet the needs and solve the problems that you are facing today. Give us a call 1-800-971-4549. And we are taking our last break, but when we get back, it's your favorite time of the week, guys. Yes, we get to answer some questions that you guys have sent in throughout the week. Can't wait. We are back on the Allon Exchange with Brittany Hagee and Jay Hagee, founders of Allon Planning Partners. I'm your consumer advocate, Chrissy Paradis. If you have any questions for Jay and Brittany and the team at Allon Planning, they do all things financial planning, retirement planning, any questions at all, you could call right now 800-971-4549. That's 800-971-4549. And you can also go online to Allon Planning, A-L-L-O-N Planning.com and check out some of the events they have coming up on the website. And guys, we have questions from listeners. So it's Ask the Advisor time. You guys ready? Great. Let's, Let's do it. Sounds good. Okay. So we are going to start in Chattanooga with Michael's question. Can someone explain 401ks and pensions to me like I am a seven-year-old, <laughs> which I definitely That's... appreciate the first part of this question. <laughs> and how much do people end up receiving after they retire? So explaining this whole question, like Michael is a seven-year-old, uh, what do you guys got? I, yeah, I appreciate that, Michael, uh, because, uh, you know, if I go get my uh, computer worked on or someone's building a, a website for me yeah. uh, and doing data entry, I probably said the same thing. Don't speak Greek. <laughs> Explain this to me like I'm seven. That's a great question. Um, so 401ks and pensions, it, basically employee sponsored plans. I will tell you that today that only about 7% of companies in the United States have a pension plan anymore. Because what pensions do uh, would put the company that you work for on the hook for controlling your retirement savings. So making sure that you are getting paid like uh, an income for the rest of your life. That's what a pension would provide. A 401k is self-directed typically, even though it's an employee sponsored plan. 
it makes sure that you can put away dollars. Uh, some are have Roths included too, but most are pre-tax dollars for retirement. And it's a savings vehicle so that you can save for retirement. So that's, I mean, if I was putting it to my seven-year-old, I would say, hey, if you get uh, $2 for allowance, you should put 50 cents back in uh, uh, a jar for later, <laughs> for for later if, when you want that ice cream, right? It's a vehicle that helps you save for retirement later. Period. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's right. all it is. And and with 401ks, you can typically you as the employee can contribute and oftentimes the employer can contribute as well. That's different and it varies from employer to employer, different rules, different restrictions, different benefits, but that's uh, often an option where both parties can contribute. And honestly, the second part of that question, how much can I receive out of it, you know, and how much can I expect to receive? There's going to be a lot of variables that I can't speak to there, right? Like how long have you put into this? How much have you put into mm -hmm. this? Like it's all going to matter uh, when it comes to an income plan. And so that's why you do need a professional explaining these things to you based on your situation. If you're 60 and you have a million dollars in a 401k, I can be a little bit more and you want to retire by the time you're 65, I can be a little bit more direct on here's how much you can expect to take from that 401k, you know, to for the rest of your life. But you know, having it wide open like that would be a little hard for me to explain that not knowing your situation. But ultimately, you want an income plan, you want someone who's walking you through how much should I be taking out of this bucket to make sure I do not run out of money and actually get to live the retirement that I want. And if you have questions similar to Michael's, or if you would like to set up a time to sit down with Jay and Brittany Hagee and the team at Allon Planning Partners, you could call right now. The number is 800-971-4549. You can also go online to Allon Planning, A-L-L-O-N Planning.com. We are going to Cleveland next, where Stephanie has a question for you guys. I'm in my early 60s, no time to let a 401k bounce back if it tanks. Is it a decent idea to pull it all out? I think it's better to lose some potential growth than lose a whole lot more if a recession starts. What are your thoughts? Hmm. Mm. This this is good. This is a good question. This is the kind of question we're actually hearing a lot yeah. of right now. People are wanting to take everything in their retirement accounts and pull them to cash because they see their accounts or go down. Else, yeah. Right? They see their accounts consistently declining. And this kind of speaks back to what Jay mentioned in a previous segment, how we talked about bear markets don't last forever. Even if a recession hits, that doesn't last forever. It's going to bounce back. And the thing about pulling everything to cash is that you are locking in your losses you are losing any potential upside swing when the market does return. So you are, are limiting what you can do from that point moving forward. Now, yeah. here's where it may be warranted, though. Y you may not need to pull everything to cash, but you may need to, like we talked about in a previous segment, adjust your risk tolerance. You may need to adjust how you're positioned and maybe be positioned in a more conservative manner than you are. Repositioning would be absolutely appropriate in that scenario. Yeah, I am uh, not for at all, uh, all in or all out mode. Uh, 
because now we're positioning ourselves in a way to where we have to time the market. Because what happens if you go all to cash and yes, the market went down, but inflation still continues. I would hope if you are 60, 61, like you said, that you plan on living, let's just say at least till 85, um, you know, you still have to be invested unless you have enough money in there with inflation to last you and your goals for the rest of your life, you know, that would be the only time that it would be okay to say, I don't need to take any risk, right? Can we take all risk off the table? Well, typically when you're looking at a 25 year period, you're never wanting to be in a place to where you're all in all out mm -hmm. because then you are playing the game of I'm timing the market and it's not about time in the market. Uh, because that's what's going to give you the most benefit over time is how you're positioned and your time in the market, not timing the market and trying to pull. I, I think it's all going to go down this year, so I'm all out. Uh, I think it's going to go up this year, so I'm all in. That is a mistake that I see a lot of uh, folks make, and it can be very, very costly to your retirement goals. And thank you so much to Stephanie and Michael for those questions. If you have questions of your own for Jay and Brittany, again, you can call and take advantage of that no cost, no obligation, comprehensive written plan that Jay and Brittany, mm -hmm. that Jay and Brittany offer each and every week. As a thank you to listeners of the program, 800-971-4549 is the phone number, 800-971-4549. And I know there are so many pieces of this comprehensive plan that you guys create uh, what are some of the highlights of it? Yeah, a number of things that we discussed in, I think it was the first segment, highlighting the comp core components of a financial plan, the things that we will talk about when you come in and sit down with us. One big piece of it is the investment management piece. Are you allocated properly based on your age, your goals, your risk tolerance, ensuring that all of that is in line with how you want it to be positioned, talking through that together. Another big piece is the income planning piece, making sure that you do have an income for retirement. Another piece is tax planning, which is a huge one. I spoke with a, a prospect on the line actually just this morning about the importance of tax planning and what we look at when it comes to putting together this comprehensive financial plan. So that means withdrawing from the right accounts at the right times right. for income. It means contributing to retirement accounts in a way that is most tax efficient for you. Uh, the way your investments are positioned being positioned in a tax efficient manner. Um, all of those things matter when it comes to tax planning. And then another big piece that we will ensure you have covered is this legacy planning piece to ensure that you have the proper estate documents and that your assets go to who you want them to go to when that time comes, ensuring that all of that is in place. And another big component that we will review with you is the healthcare piece. We need to make sure that we have enough set aside for the rising costs of healthcare. That is a core component as well when we're talking about a comprehensive financial planning. And we are up against it, but I wanted to give you guys the floor for your final thoughts for the week. Yeah, I think that we got to hit a lot of core components, like Brittany was saying, of the financial plan that whether it's investment management, income planning, tax planning, estate planning, or healthcare planning, that you have it all put together, that you're working with an independent fiduciary advisor who's working for you and making sure that they're offering you the best positioning possible for you. So ultimately, what we want to make sure is that everybody that's listening knows that they have the opportunity to call in to not only ask their questions, but to set with us and get a complimentary, um, no obligation 
consultation where we will go over each piece of that plan for you in your scenario and your situation and make sure that you have a complete financial plan. Investment advisory services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The content provided is intended for informational and educational purposes only. The views, statements, and opinions expressed herein are those of the individual speakers and not necessarily those of Foundations and its affiliates. The information contained herein does not constitute an offer to sell any securities or represent an express or implied opinion or endorsement of any specific investment opportunity, offering, or issuer. Any discussion of performance or returns is not indicative of future results. Each individual investor situation is different, and any ideas provided may not be appropriate for your particular circumstances. Foundations only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. No legal or tax advice is provided. Always consult with a tax professional. All rights reserved.